Your most important NASCAR betting stop of the day returns. This is the money stop. He's Cole Cusimano. I'm Stephen Cusimano. And Cole, quite simply, this is the year of William Byron. Win number four has arrived at Atlanta. Uh, another fun week of racing. At, again, I mentioned this at the last Atlanta race. Probably my favorite track configuration on the circuit now. Uh, William Byron, win number four this season at Atlanta. He's back in victory lane, and it's it's been fun to see this year for William Byron. Yeah, man, what a race. And uh, congrats to William Byron. I don't think had this thing gone green the entire way, he would have walked away with win number four. But nonetheless, a win is a win. And I got to say, this new Atlanta has got to be my favorite track, if not one of my favorite tracks on the circuit. I just think the racing that was on display pretty much the entire time was just an absolute wonder. Um, cars handle great. I think uh, this thing hails in comparison to what Bristol night was for all those years. I know it's kind of gone downhill with the uh, the current short track package, but man, this thing is just so entertaining start to finish. Um, how quickly everything happens is really incredible. And just the fact that these drivers have control in the super speedway style racing really uh, says a lot about NASCAR and what they were able to do for this package. And I really think they have this mile and a half program figured out. I wouldn't go as far as saying this was the best race of the season only because it was shortened due to rain. But I think due to that, um, the racing was enhanced. And uh, regardless, NASCAR has the mile and a half program figured out. And it was, a, it was an awesome time. It feels like we just can't catch a break this year with the weather. Like every single week, it's like it's impacted by weather, where weather qualifying's rained out, the race is shortened, whatever it might be. It just seems like every week it's impacted, and hopefully we can get away from that as we head to New Hampshire this week. The Magic Mile is back, and we'll talk more about that in a second. First, rehashing the top 10 from Atlanta, William Byron with win number four. In the runner-up position, Daniel Suarez wound up second, AJ Allmendinger third, Michael McDowell fourth, Kyle Busch fifth, and then in the Rounding out the top 10 would have been Brad Keselowski, 6th, J.J. Yaley in 7th, Justin Haley in 8th, Ryan Blaney in ninth. So you got Yaley, Haley, and Blaney, 7, 8, and 9, and then Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in 10th. So it's funny, Cole, because, again, this is a rain-shortened event, but you look at our sleepers and our value picks last week. How many times did we mention the names Michael McDowell, Justin Haley, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and even obviously in our favorites category, Brad Keselowski. I think we did really well. And, and again, there was a lot of, I guess, there's a lot that went into the conclusion of this race, including it being rain-shortened. But considering the circumstances and what they were, we, looking at our predictions last week, we absolutely nailed who the players would be. And for a second consecutive week, and kind of a theme overarching all season, we just did so well with our sleepers and our value picks. And that's that's a testament to, to digging a little bit deeper every week. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, two weeks in a row now. We had five drivers in the top 10. So uh, been doing a great job. Been doing a great job all year. But I think right now, we're especially, we're hitting our stride. And, you know, I think it speaks volumes, given all the unknowns surrounding Chicago and obviously the rain-shortened event at uh, Atlanta. Both races actually got shortened. Uh, but I, I think the analysis has, analysis has been spot on. And um, I think we have a pretty good... Uh, idea of how New Hampshire is going to go be, be pretty straightforward and I'm um, excited to see this one uh, because you know the short track racing hasn't been the best this year I think we've had some pretty cool moments here and there but I think New Hampshire is a place where you're going to see a lot more action only because the playoff bubble is so close and this is one of those races that typically runs green it's very straightforward so I think you're going to see a lot of those veterans 
uh, kind of rise to the occasion, play the strategy very well, and manage that gap uh, as well as they can with the playoffs looming. Seven to go. And with seven to go, this probably, like you said, Cole, as long as everything goes as planned and as scheduled, it's probably one of the tracks that's a little bit more, you know what you're going to get. It's a little bit less of a wild card. And obviously that's based on what we've seen in the future, in the past. But here in the future, we'll see how things go at what they call the Magic Miles. So this will be another interesting one. As you said, seven races to go and the playoff bubble is heating up. Let's look at our nickel or dime segment here. This is where we, if for those of you who might be new to the podcast, we like to rate the paint schemes every week. So we're going to give fives out of 10 or tens out of 10, nickels or dimes, if you will, to the paint schemes that we see on the track this week. And I got to start with a, a couple of dimes this week. And, and there's a couple of new paint schemes. I love the number 11 paint scheme, the Mavis uh, discount tire, I believe, tire and brakes car. I love the teal and yellow, just a car that pops right off the page and Again, that's just the brand colors, but it's it's a really impressive looking car. And then one of our favorites here on the Money Stop, which of course is presented by by BetMGM Sharplink Gaming. I love the, the DraftKings car that Bubba Wallace is rocking. I'm going to knock off probably a point just because I think it's the exact same paint scheme that they used last year. However, it's such a good paint scheme, and I think it was actually one that in our Silver Dollar contest at the end of the year where the fans did the voting... I want to say it made it to the top five or top ten towards the end of the, the brackets, but uh, this is a paint scheme that I love seeing at any time we go to the track. Uh, and there's a couple other pretty good ones here. I'm not sure I'm ready to give out a nickel just yet, but there's definitely some dimes that come up. And you can find this graphic on at the underscore money stop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's our social media handles. But that's my thoughts, Cole. What, what do you got this week? Yeah, truthfully, I'm struggling to find any nickels. I might give one out to the 31 of Justin Haley. It's a Campers in RV paint scheme. It just is pretty messy and all over the place. Also not a big fan of the color scheme with the uh, orange, dark green, and the white. Just does not look great. Again, it's a little all over the place. There's a black 31 outlined in orange, and just not a whole lot of cohesiveness, cohesiveness to it. But um, that's the only nickel I have for this week. The two dimes I have on tap for today, uh, I, I got to go with number six of Brad Kozlowski. It's a buildsubmarines.com paint scheme. Uh, the color scheme is incredible. It's black, white, and like a seafoam greenish teal. The six is a, a seafoam green teal chrome outlined in black. There's also uh, brush strokes going towards the front by the headlights and through the front wheels with those uh, greens and whites and blacks. And in the trademark RFK pillars, there's actually a radar uh, in there. A, a black, it's it, the pillars are black, but there's a green outlined radar in there for the the submarines. But it, this is a great looking car, uh, definitely a dime, and I, I would think it's going to be a silver dollar uh, candidate this year. And the final dime I'm going to give out is surprisingly going to go to the 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. It's a drumstick car, and I know they have had not had a great reputation for putting out great paint schemes the last two years, but this one looks good. I mean, the 47 is that classic uh, red with a white outline. There's three gigantic drumstick uh, ice cream cones right behind the 47, making great use of the space. And my favorite touch on this car is the drumstick logo arcing around the rear wheel. It just looks incredible. They make great use of the space. It's very simple. It's just a white and a dark blue with the uh, drumstick logos. And uh, I think it looks really good, but overall, Really solid week for paint schemes, which is surprising going into a place like New Hampshire where I feel like not a whole lot happens. But 
this gives me a lot of hope that we're going to see a, a great on-track product uh, here on Sunday. It was kind of a random week to have so many really exciting paint schemes, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's always fun when you and I go to a track and we each have two different dimes, because there's certain weeks where it all kind of blends in. There's two that really pop off for both of us, but two unique paint schemes for me, two unique paint schemes for you. It was, it's pretty impressive, and I'm excited to see these cars on track. We will first see them on track Saturday with, uh, first of all, the starting lineup will be determined at 12.50 Eastern time on USA Network. And that's going to be, it's important any week. And it's something that we, we caution every week to take our words for what they're worth. But everything changes once the cars hit the track. You see how the cars unload and specifically see how they line up. In terms of the DFS values, everything will shift. We're going to look at the odds pre-qualifying per DraftKings and BetMGM specifically uh, is what we've been looking at uh, for pre-qualifying this week. And again, keep a very close eye on qualifying this week because at any mile track, especially a one like New Hampshire, track position is so pivotal. And where these cars qualify is more important at this track than almost any other one on the circuit. So this is going to be something very important to keep on your radar. Looking at the pre-qualifying odds, though, per, once again, BetMGM, we've got some co-favorites to win this race in Christopher Bell, and Martin Truex Jr. They're both, both valued at plus 600 for the win. Denny Hamlin is at plus 800. Kyle Larson plus 900. And then Kevin Harvick valued at plus 1,000. So I think what's interesting here, Cole, is the top three drivers, all Joe Gibbs Racing Toyotas, and that kind of tells you where we're at in the sport at this point. About, again, a little more than halfway towards the season. We've seen a few races with this mile flat track kind of package, and Vegas believes that this is going to be a Joe Gibbs playground uh, as we've seen time and time again. And uh, I really, I'm looking at Martin Truex Jr. there at the top, co-favorites with Christopher Bell. It seems like a really great opportunity for Seabell this week, but I just look at what Truex has done and showing my cards a little bit early here. It, it's, it seems like a really good week for, after Byron's fourth win last week, seems like a really good week for Truex to pad the stat sheet and try to go toe-to-toe with him. Right, and whereas we saw Ford and Chevy dominate the odds for Atlanta, Vegas is heavily favoring the JGR Toyotas over everybody else. And I would say this is definitely a fair top five based off what we've seen at Loudoun last year and the short tracks in 2023. When I'm talking race winner bets, I'm pretty much only looking at Bell and Truex. Uh, I do think that Larson, Byron, and Harvick were or have been phenomenal on the short tracks this year. Toyota's recently have had the upswing, so it's a little bit more difficult to forecast, especially because those two more recent tracks don't really profile like New Hampshire. This one typically profiles like a Phoenix and a Richmond. The two most recent ones were Dover and Martinsville. Um, So that's, you know, it is what it is. But I mentioned it before. I look at this as a very straightforward race and one that the guys with one win, like Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and Joey Logano can use to really build some momentum on. And same for guys without a win, like Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski. Given how their season's gone so far and how they've done historically at, at Loudoun, I look for those guys on the playoff bubble to also uh, use this as a good opportunity to really capitalize um, and make a run at it. But I also I also wanted to say, speaking on the Toyotas and their dominance going into this race, I fully expect that to be what we see. But don't sleep on the Fords and specifically SHR because – They've definitely been overshadowed by Gibbs the last couple of years at New Hampshire, but it's mainly been those two up front the entire time. Case in point, Amarola winning last or two years ago and Bell winning last year. 
But I'm keeping a close eye on the guys who are not locked in, but are close on points, like Daniel Suarez at plus three, Bubba Wallace minus three and 17. And especially guys, like I mentioned, Brad Kozlowski and Kevin Harvick, who are over 100 points to the good and looking to extend their lead or maintain that gap. So I'm really pumped for this, this race in New Hampshire. And I certainly think it could be a week where you might see some strategy swings for the fences. If there's, like you said, guys that are on the playoff bubble that could use a desperate swing like that, like you said, the Daniel Suarez of the world. Um, it could be that kind of a week where maybe we do see a surprise winner and they don't call it the magic mile for no reason. So we'll see what magic holds this week. But kicking off our favorites category, Cole, this is where we're going to go through our tiers. Favorites, sleepers, values. We're each going to pick two drivers from a tier and we'll, we'll dwindle it down to, to one per tier after we go through all 12 drivers. But Starting with our favorites category, I'm going to kick it off with the guy who I, I, again, showed my cards with pretty early, and that's Martin Truex Jr. Uh, You look for a guy that has been the class on short tracks in the next-gen car era and look no further than Truex. And really surprisingly, doesn't have a win yet in his career at New Hampshire, but that makes me think it it even more so could be his time this week. He's got 10 starts there, and he's had top 10s in eight of them. So that tells you a lot of what you need to know. He's led over 900 laps and an average finish of 11.7. Technically won the, the last short track race, if you count Dover, and placed third in the one prior to that at Martinsville. So he's got a really good track record at the last two short tracks we've been to. Also led 56 laps at Richmond, and his eighth place average this year on short tracks is really good. Led the most laps at Loudoun last year and obviously didn't win. Valued as the favorite at plus 600, and I really think that... In daily fantasy, at 11000 where he's the most expensive driver, or at least one of the most expensive drivers up there with Seabell, I think that could be money well spent. And again, it depends on where he qualifies, but we talk about the complexion of a daily fantasy lineup often, and you want to have that ace in the hall. I, and I 100% believe that Truex could be that ace this week. The guy that starts up front, leads the most laps, and at the, at the very least, if he doesn't win the race... It's hard for me to not see Truex finishing in the top five. I really like that team, the 19 team, a lot this week because they've just been so good and consistent on the short tracks. And in that same vein, keeping it in the favorites category, I also love Kyle Larson. I mean, if you're going to go with, you're going to go against the grain, you don't think Toyota's going to win this race, you're even going against the Fords, you're looking for a Chevy, look no further than Kyle Larson, who leads the bow ties here. Both wins this year, believe it or not, have come on short tracks in Martinsville and Richmond, the latter of which is a very similar track to New Hampshire. And then obviously the top five as well at Phoenix. He did finish 32nd at Dover, but had a really fast car. And it was one of those where he got taken out by Ross Chastain. So there's not really much you could do about that. You can kind of chalk it off the stat sheet overall. But he's led 324 short track laps this year. And even with that 32nd average finish, he's got an average finish inside the top 10 at short tracks this year. And I think that tells you everything you need to know about the short track dominance of Kyle Larson. It's not something that I necessarily expected coming into this season. Not that I didn't expect it, but it's just not something that, in talking about the two most dominant guys on short tracks this year, I don't know if I necessarily would have pegged Kyle Larson as that coming into 2023. But he had a four-race top 10 streak snapped at Atlanta, which was obviously rain-shortened, super speedway event, very difficult day to kind of continue that streak. But He's also had a mixed bag of results at New Hampshire and two Hendrick Motorsports starts there. He's finished 7th and 14th. Does have three runner-up finishes at this track, though, so he can definitely get around the Magic Mile. And I think when you couple his experience here previously, and even more so, I take a lot of stock in his 
prowess with the next-gen car at short tracks. Uh, I'm a big fan of Larson's this week. He's valued at 10600 so a little bit cheaper in daily fantasy than those aces like Seabell and Truex. But if you like a bow tie, certainly like Kyle Larson. And again, he's valued at the fourth highest odds to win, plus 900. So that could be a, a decent value for a guy that, you know, has really got a knack for winning winning races. And, you know, he wants to start padding the stat sheet too and trying to get some more bonus points entering the playoffs. So this could be a really good opportunity for the five team as well as the 19 team. Those are easily my two favorites this week. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to pick a Chevy only because the last time they won at New Hampshire was 2016 with Kevin Harvick, which speaks volumes considering he's driving a Ford now. <laughs> as of the last few years. But um, I, I definitely would say if, if you're going to go Chevrolet against the grain, it's got to be Kyle Larson or William Byron. I think given uh, history, uh, Kyle Larson has the upper hand and obviously the, the short track stats in 2023. Then you could also go William Byron and look at his momentum coming off that win at, at Atlanta. But for me, you, you mentioned aces in the hole. I think from a DFS stent, the DFS sense and from betting sense, it's got to be Truex or Christopher Bell and Christopher Bell, I know the results don't show it the last two weeks. He finished 18th at Chicago and 23rd at, at uh, Atlanta. But he was really fast in both races. Chicago, he was probably a top three car and really got screwed over on the uh, the shortened race and the strategy calls that kind of had to come out of that. And then Atlanta, he started from the rear and he made a charge to the front really, really quick. And I know that's easier to do at tracks like Daytona and Talladega, but Atlanta... Even with that racing, that style of racing, it's a little bit more difficult to do. You hear handling's a big deal at that track, even with that, that style of racing. So I think that spoke volumes. Uh, also led almost 40 laps in Chicago and um, two top 10s in the weeks prior. So he's been really, really fast. I'm not taking a lot of stock into those prior two results going into this week. But at short tracks in 2023, uh, Phoenix, Richmond, Martinsville, and Dover, Three top 10s, a best finish of fourth, worth of 16th, and an eighth-place average. Last year, two wins, one runner-up, and six top 10s and eight starts. And one of those wins obviously came at New Hampshire. I absolutely love Christopher Bell this week. I think he's automatic at New Hampshire. He is the most expensive driver for DFS at $11,200. And again, he is the co-favorite for the win at plus 600. And for my final favorite... This was a tough one. I got to go with Denny Hamlin, and I really struggled to put him on this list in the favorites tier because, like Kyle Larson, he's just been all over the place this year. Case in point, the last six races, 35th, 2nd, 36th, 3rd, 11th, and 14th. But overall, this season, he has like a 13th, 14th place average, so it's not terrible. But um, I couldn't justify putting him in the sleepers category from a general sense um, because he has three wins in New Hampshire, the last coming in 2017. He's riding a four race top 10 streak there with two runner ups uh, included and has the best average finish in all of his years racing in the cup series at 9.5, which is really, really difficult to do. And on short tracks this year, he has two top fives, which came in the last two events. And he had over 70 laps led in an additional race at Richmond. And also another fun little tidbit as we're recording, he actually was the most recent winner in the SRX debut race at Stafford Motor Speedway. And I think one thing we've seen time and time again over the last couple of years is that when you're getting extra seat time, whether it's in NASCAR or Modifieds or any other series of racing, it really, really translates to speed and success on Sundays. 
And look at someone like Denny Hamlin coming off that win tonight. That should definitely uh, bode well, being that it's also a short track. And uh, as we get in further in the episode, you're going to see guys like Brad Kislowski, Kevin Harvick, and Ryan Newman mentioned who also ran the SRX race tonight. So uh, those would be my favorites. Oh, and Denny Hamlin's values, obviously, uh, are going to be plus 800 for the race win and then $10,900 for DFS, which, by the way, all three or not all three, but but three JGR drivers are top three in values for this week. So that's going to make it very difficult to uh, craft a lineup with one of those or multiple drivers from JGR. Yeah, it could be a very underrated maybe sleeper strategy in highlighting guys that have raced in SRX. I think that that's something that maybe you wouldn't think of. But like you said, the extra seat time, we've seen it over the past couple of years. It's made some kind of a difference at least. And that, that, that'll be interesting to, I guess, keep tabs on entering this juncture of the season where the SRX slate has started. Shifting gears, though, Cole, after uh, our favorites, I think I, I really like those four in Truex, Larson, Bell, and Hamlin in the favorites category. We'll talk more about them later, but shifting to sleepers now, I'm going to highlight a couple of former champions and a couple guys that have a pair of wins apiece at New Hampshire. So these are kind of underrated picks in that sense because that sounds really attractive there. They both got a couple wins here. They're both champions, but they have had a mixed bag of results at short tracks and mile speedways this season so proceed with caution maybe but these are a couple guys that I feel pretty good about as sleepers for the win and I'm going to start with Brad Keselowski again two wins at New Hampshire the last one coming in 2020 and he's riding a four race top 10 streak with almost 250 laps led in that time at the magic mile this is one of those things Cole and I said it to you as you were making the outline anytime we go to a short mile track that is flat a Richmond, a New Hampshire, a Phoenix, Brad Keselowski is one of the first guys I think of. And that's not going to change. The only thing that makes this week any different is that that team's had such a great year. And I think that they they know that they don't necessarily need to win to get into the playoffs, but certainly there's going to be some guys beyond the bubble that do win, put themselves in a good spot, and then that pushes the sixth team even further past that bubble. That, that could be a, a hairy situation entering the closing weeks as we get towards the playoff, but we'll see how it goes. I definitely think that the six team is a very sneaky pick for the win this week. And they've been really solid on the short tracks this year, a couple top tens and laps led in all four short track races, which is no slouch. So he's valued at 8,600 Brad Keselowski in DFS, which I, I personally think is a really good value. And plus 2000 for a win is also a really good value. So I know this is a sleeper pick, but Brad K is a very solid value on all accounts for a guy that performs well at these types of tracks his entire career. But again, especially in a season that's been very resurgent for the six club. And uh, looking past that, how about the guy whose home track this is in Joey Logano? He's also got two wins here. Had a five race top 10 streak snapped at New Hampshire last year, but he led 25 laps. Hasn't won here since 2014, but he again has the two wins under his belt. It's his home track. He always wants to show out here being a, a Connecticut native. This is close to his bread and butter. And at short tracks this year, he's got a couple top 10s, including a runner-up finish. And even considering a, a race where he crashed at Dover and an 11th place finish at Phoenix, he still gets an average finish of 12.8 entering uh, this week at New Hampshire. So another sneaky pick. I think there's a lot of people who don't have their eyes on Joey Logano, but it always seems like that 22 team seems to steal the show when they don't have many people with their sights set on them. And it just kind of feels like a Joey Logano week. It just kind of has the makings of one of those. He's died at 9,200 in Daily Fantasy and plus 1,700 for the win. 
been a little bit of an inconsistent season, but I just think you, you look at a guy that, that has performed here in the past, it's a home track, one that you look at the next seven races, and a guy that wants to continue, again, piling up the playoff points, this could be a really good opportunity for the 22 team. So looking at him, looking at Brad, I'm a big fan of those two veterans as seeing them and both having an outside chance at maybe look, looking for the win this week. Yeah, I like both Brad and Joey a lot this week. They are both drivers who definitely I think of when we go to short, flat tracks like Richmond and Phoenix. Um, I think it speaks volumes about Brad that he's riding a four-race top 10 streak there, even with how poorly that team performed in 2022. And then Joey Logano has just been pretty much lurking around the last month and a half, stringing together quality finishes after a, a pretty slow start, an inconsistent start. And uh, I think he's definitely peaking into form here. Should start heating up in these uh, summer months. But my two sleepers, I- I'm going to use one very loosely. He's the one that I would have swapped with Denny Hamlin, um, but it's going to be Kyle Busch. And you'll-, you'll understand my logic when I go through it here, but he's riding three straight finishes at 12th or worse at New Hampshire. That's why I put him in this category as opposed to the favorites. Uh, also a 16th place average on short tracks this season, but he is riding a seven race top 10 streak in 2023 currently, which includes a win, a runner-up, and currently back-to-back top five. So I, if you don't want to call him a sleeper, I understand, but at the same token, he just has not been great at New Hampshire as far as uh, sealing the deal and getting a good quality finish. But in total at New Hampshire, he does have three wins, last coming in 2017, over 1,100 laps led, and uh, his values for this week are pretty steep, uh, $10,400 for DFS, and then for the race winner, it is 1100 plus 1100 Um, I would definitely be more inclined to pick Denny Hamlin over Kyle Busch this week if I were to pick him for well, race winner and DFS. But I would probably try and stray away from either of those and go for, uh, you know, Truex or Bell in his place. Uh, but my final sleeper is one that I'm very high on. And that's going to be Kevin Harvick. And he, he's hit a bit of a backslide since being one of the more consistent Fords in the first half of the season. Three straight finishes, 24th or worse, but the speed's definitely there. Ford's looking a lot stronger as of late, coming off their fastest week of the season at, at Atlanta. But as far as Loudon is concerned, I mentioned it. He was the last Chevrolet to win there all the way back in 2016. Two wins since then, which came back-to-back in 2018 and 2019. And four total wins there, which is the most among active drivers. And he's currently riding a five-race top six streak there, which began back with those wins in 2018. Um, expanded further upon that, he has 10 top six finishes in the last 12 races going back to 2014. Uh, eight years. It's a pretty long gap. <laughs> and then as far as 2023 is concerned, two short track top fives, both of which came at Phoenix and Richmond, which profile to New Hampshire a lot. And his values are really great. $9,600 for DFS and plus 1000 for race winner. I love both those. I will be taking a hard look at that race winner bet uh, prop, and I will be sure to likely insert him into our lineup. Uh, that's a given, I think. Couldn't agree more. I, I just I love the idea of a Kevin Harvick win this week. It's the magic mile, and for a guy that's riding off into the sunset in his last year, it, it definitely has the makings of uh, what could be a – a predictable final win for Kevin Harvick potentially. And we'll see. There's a, you know, a half season of racing basically to go. But the stars kind of feel like they're aligning this week. I feel like we've said this a few different weeks about Kevin Harvick, but you just said it all right there. I don't need anything else to say about Kevin Harvick. I feel really good about him 
this week too, both as a gut check and for the reasons that you mentioned yourself. So that's a, a really well-rounded out sleepers category from Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick to Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano. Those are all former champions of the sport. And we've had a, a really good, I guess, track record recently of the sleepers and our value picks. Uh, and you mentioned it, back-to-back weeks where out of our, our driver tiers, we've had five of the top 10, which is so hard to do. It's that's Especially with how much of a wild card tracks like Atlanta are and the Chicago street course, it's pretty impressive stuff. I got to pat ourselves on the back for that. We've made a lot of money in the sleepers category and in the value picks category, which is what we're going to get to now. I'm going to kick off these values, Cole, by going with a little bit of a curveball here because it's a guy that's only making his second start in the next-gen car. So I'm just going to lead off by saying proceed with caution. But how about the Rocket Man, Riot Newman? I mean, you mentioned the extra street time in SRX this week. Obviously a completely different track, but this is, in Ryan Newman's cup career, his best track. He's a guy that has always thrived on the mile tracks. He's racing in the Wickware Racing car this week, which is coming off its second top 10 of the season. And kudos to them. It's been a really... For, for their circumstances, a good season for Wickwear Racing. So they've done a really nice job putting some creative drivers in the cockpit, and uh, I'm excited to see what Ryan Newman can do this week. He had some trouble the last time he started earlier this season, but I think that this is a situation where he's set up for success. Again, a car that, as recently as w- last week, a team that's proven capable of placing in the top 10, as they did at Atlanta. And now you go to his best track, Newman, in his career at New Hampshire. Seven poles, three wins, and... 20 top 10s. That's pretty appalling. And again, he's finished. uh, It's his second start in the next-gen car. He started 26th and finished 28th at Darlington. So I mentioned the struggles there. That obviously is not an easy track to return to racing to for Ryan Newman, who retired officially last year or whatever it was last year, the year before. But regardless, not an easy track to come back. This is a position where he's definitely set up for success, going to a track that's always been his bread and butter. And again, I'm not looking for him to go out there and win the race. This is our value picks category. And specifically in DFS, he valued at 5,200. That is a really good value. And on a week where Vegas is being very stingy with the odds, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but there's not going to be a ton to work with budget-wise in Daily Fantasy this week. And even in the the race winner odds, it's very cut and dry who Vegas thinks is going to win this race. And there's not a lot of flexible options and Ryan Newman's at least one of them so as far as a a value pick goes I think Ryan Newman's a very good one again you're lucky if he finishes in the top 10 but at that value 5200 in daily fantasy that's specifically what we're looking at here and that could be a a day where he's set up for success keep in mind he's gonna have to qualify deeper in the pack and probably finish ahead of that spot to be worthwhile in daily fantasy but one who is a little bit more on the radar and is actually in t- inside the top 15 in race winner odds this week, but is a value nonetheless, is Bubba Wallace. Plus 3,000 for the win. That's the 15th highest odds and valued at 8,000 in daily fantasy. Much Might be a little bit of a stretch depending on what drivers you have in a similar price range, but it's kind of in that median tier. But the results the last few weeks haven't necessarily been there, but the speed has been, which tell you, tells you that Bubba is probably due I think there's going to be a lot of people that are strictly looking at the results and they're not going to be thrilled with what they've seen in the the finish column for the 23 car the last few weeks. But again, the eye test, the speed has been there. And at Loudon last year, started fourth and finished third, which is really good for Bubba. It was one of the tracks where we started to see him really come into his own. And uh, Toyota dominance at New Hampshire and the short tracks as of late speaks for itself. I think that 
Vegas has made it very clear, again, that they're comfortable. There's going to be a Toyota in victory lane. Uh, there's those three that lead off the favorites category, but I would not be in the slightest bit surprised if there was a different Toyota, a Tyler Reddick, a Bubba Wallace, who stole the win, wound up in victory lane because the Toyotas just have that package all souped up for the short tracks and specifically at New Hampshire. And for a guy like Bubba that at this juncture of the season would love to tack on a win and get into a more secure spot in the playoffs. I'm a big fan of Bubba's this week, especially at the the price he's at in Daily Fantasy. 8000 is is solid, but specifically a very sneaky race winner pick at, at uh, plus 3000 So I've got those two as pretty solid values in Ryan Newman and Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I do like both those drivers quite a bit as values. I think Bubba Wallace is a really great one, considering he hadn't had great finishes at New Hampshire prior to last year, and he was a top-five car all day, not to mention Toyota's dominance at this track. But for my two values, I'm looking no further than SHR. I highlighted both JGR and SHR at the top of the show, and I am leading off with Ryan Priest because when they announced that he was going to the 41 car, I was most excited to see him race specifically at New Hampshire because he is a renowned short track racer. He has tons of experience at, at this track. And he also has a oh, NASCAR wheel and modified tour win back in 2021 here. So I think obviously there's been struggles for SHR the entire season. Um, Harvick's been consistent. You've seen the 10 pick it up as of late, qualified in the poll last week. And the 41 and the 14 have not brought a whole lot to the table. But I will say the one constant has been short track racing for Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe. So, but in the case of Ryan Priest, he finished 12th and 18th at Phoenix and Richmond, and then 15th and 17th at the other two short tracks. Um, he has a 15.5 average on short tracks this year, which is contrasted to his 21.7 average overall in 2023. So, I think this is a good bet, especially given um, his upbringing and his comfortability comfortability with this track and just SRH's uh, overall success in over the last couple of years at, at Loudoun. I expect a top 15 day guarantee at a Ryan Priest should nothing catastrophic happen. But me personally, I, I'm going into this expecting a top 10. Uh, I am expecting a top 10, but I think a top 15 should be a guarantee. He has pretty good values this week, uh, 7,100 for DFS and plus 6,000 for the race win. I'm not calling that, um, you know, I'm not I'm not scared of the, the race winner plus 6,000, only because we saw him qualify really well at Martinsville. He led a bunch of laps and then got caught back. Uh, I think it was due to a bad pit stop. But they've had speed on short tracks this year, clearly. This is one track that he excels at. It's also a home track race, being that he's from Connecticut. So uh, I love Ryan Priest, and I'm actually going to call him a lock for DFS. And I, I show my cards here going over Ryan Priest, but I, I also love Chase Briscoe. Um, again, has not been a great year, but short tracks have been kind to him in 2023. And let's remember, this track profiles a lot like Phoenix, where he won last year and finished seventh this year. He also finished 12th at, at Richmond and fifth at Martinsville. Only four top tens in 2023, and two of those have come on short tracks. So um, I do like him a lot this week. I think he should have top 10 speed. And much like Priest, I expect him to be a top 10 car. Um, he has a really good value for DFS as well. He is $6,900 and plus 6,600 for the race win. I'm not touching the race winner. 
prop, but I think for DFS, that's a really, really good value for somebody who excels on the short, flat tracks. And this one especially profiles a lot like Phoenix. So uh, give me both those SHR cars that have not been very good this year as good values, Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe. Those are really solid values. I mean, we're looking for deep dives here. You know, we're not looking for, in the values, names that everyone's going to be gravitating towards. These are guys that I don't think a lot of people are going to have their attention on. And Priest, Briscoe, Newman, and Bubba Wallace, I think those are four names that are very solid in terms of being values for what, again, what's been a very cut and dry week for the odds makers in Vegas this week. I think that uh, there could be some money to be made there. And, and again, look at our success I mean, all season for sure, but specifically the last two weeks, we've found a really good sweet spot with some of our value picks. So uh, really comfortable with that. That rounds out our 12 drivers. That's our four favorites, four sleepers, four value picks. So we're each going to pick one driver from those tiers. And Cole, I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. as the guy who's been clearing away the best at short tracks in the next-gen era and the recent NASCAR history. And I think that he wants to go toe-to-toe with William Byron and win his fourth race of the season, too. And uh, tough for the sleepers. There's a lot of good picks. I feel like this was really our, our sweet spot for picking good, really good values this week. Uh, but I'm going to go with Joey Logano. I think that that team is kind of poised for a really good run. It seems like that they've had uh, inconsistencies at times this year. But I think this is one of the up weeks for a guy that, that loves to, to race here. He's got a couple wins under the belt and uh, at this track and wants to put on for the, the somewhat hometown crowd. And then out of the... Uh, value picks i'll take bubble wallace i just think that i'm taking a lot of stock in the toyotas this week the odds makers have shown their hand in that uh the top three drivers favored to win are toyotas and i think that those are going to be very overvalued names in a sense and i'm even playing into it with the true x pick but i think that there's going to be some undervalued under the radar picks uh, and that's the other toyotas in the field that are going to benefit just as much including the likes of bubble wallace who finished fifth at or in the top five, I should say, at New Hampshire last year. So I'm a big fan of any of the Toyotas this week. And uh, for that reason, Bubba is definitely on my radar. Sweet. Well, my favorite's got to be Christopher Bell. This is his best track by far. He is otherworldly, I'll, I'll put it, at, at Loudoun. He won here last year. He should have won the year prior. Uh, and I think he would have had the darkness not uh, brought an abrupt end to the race. But um, yeah, I think Christopher Bell is, is a no-brainer. Um, I love Kevin Harvick for a sleeper. Uh, he's great at Loudon. He's had speed all season. And I think he's aware that he has that, I think it's 126 point lead over 16 in the standings, but you want to maintain that gap and extend it if you can. And I think this is a place where I could definitely see him winning. And even for my value pick, Ryan Priest, I expect a top 10 day out of him. I think he expects a top 10 day from himself. And I would not be surprised if, any of my three picks, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick, or Ryan Priest walked away with the win come Sunday. But uh, I, I think all six of our picks are uh, really, really good. I think they could all they all have top 10 potential. And um, I think it's it's been a good good uh, analysis for the show. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty strongly about those six. We've got Bell, Truex, Harvick, Logano, Priest, and Bubba Wallace. So that's a pretty solid group there. Um, and I have mentioned several times during the episode that Vegas has had very stingy odds this week in the sense that it is one of the tracks that tends to be a little bit less of a wild card sometimes. So as we look at our big money bets, Cole, I will be upfront and say that there's not a ton for me this week. And I don't think that 
we should feel obligated to name a lot every week because these are big money bets for a reason. We call these our favorite prop bets that we're really confident in. And I can honestly say there's not a ton I'm super confident in, but you know, there's certainly ones like if you look at the top five odds, like I think we can both agree that a guy like Martin Truex Jr. is going to finish top five. Well, he's minus 300 this week to put in perspective how stingy the odds are. Uh, same respect for a guy like Christopher Bell at minus 275 to be in the top 10. Like it's, Something we both think is going to happen, but I don't think it, the the value is worth the risk to be a big money bet. So I'm I'm looking at a sweet spot that's toward, I guess, our sleepers category and the guys like Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski, who were my two sleepers, to finish in the top five. You've got Joey Logano at plus two sixty uh, to be in the top five, and then for Brad Kozlowski, plus three hundred in the top five. So I, I think those are very solid big money bets. And to the same token for Brad minus 110 to be in the top 10 for a guy that's done it so many times at the short tracks and at Loudon specifically. Uh, that's one I've definitely got my eye on is Brad Kozlowski, minus 110 to finish in the top 10. Uh, and looking a little bit past that, I mentioned my confidence in Bubba Wallace a few minutes ago. He is plus 125 to finish in the top 10, which is really solid. Um, so again, those are four that are kind of off the top of my head that aren't crazy odds, but they're certainly the best values you're going to find in, term, in terms of big money bets, in my opinion, this week. Definitely a, a few solid values if you look deep enough this week, though. Yeah, you know what? There's actually quite a few big money bets in mind for me this week. And I'm leading off with one that's just staggering. And if you're hearing this, watching this, open up the wallet and bet this big right now. I don't know how it is, but Christopher Bell, top five, plus 100. That is easy money all day. I, I love that. Um, another one that I'm looking at, I might not uh, put money on this, just seeing as how I think the Fords and Toyotas are going to be the class of the field. But I think given the short track success in 2023, uh, Kyle Larson to finish top five at plus 135 is pretty solid. One that I'm more high on is Kevin Hart to finish top five at plus 140. I also am a big fan of Bubba Wallace to finish top 10 at plus 150 after finishing third here last year and running top five all day. And then my final big money bet is going to be Ryan Priest to finish top 10 at plus 220. Again, this is a track that he loves. He has tons of experience at, he's a short track racer. And I think that a, a top 10 day is what the expectation should be for everyone for Ryan Priest. So those would be my big money bets. And if you got to take one out of all those, Christopher Bell, top five plus 100, Jesus. Yeah, that, that confidence should really put it into perspective. But there's some pretty solid values. You just got to dig a little deeper for them this week in terms of the big money bets. So uh, there's definitely some options out there. I think that the top five value kind of lies at that back end, the sleepers. Uh, but there's certainly some hidden gems there, like the Seabell one that, again, you can double your money from finishing the top five. It seems like a no-brainer. And then there's definitely some value um, in terms of top 10 odds for the guys that were – more so in our value picks category. But as we now get into daily fantasy uh, analysis here, Colt, um, we've got a couple options for a lineup. And the common denominator is a lot of drivers that we have touched on quite a bit in this episode. So I won't go too deep into each of them individually, but I think the lineup that you and I have most come to a consensus of this week is unique in the sense that it doesn't necessarily have that very high-priced ace in the lineup, the the likes of a Kyle Larson, a Christopher Bell type, and we'll talk about the complexion of this in a second, but the lineup that we're most in agreement on, 
The most expensive driver is Kevin Harvick at 9,600. Then you go down to Joey Logano at 9,200. So you almost have like two sort of sleeper guys that are fringe favorites that lead off this daily fantasy uh, lineup in Harvick and Logano. Then you go down to Brad Keselowski, who's valued at 8,600. Bubba Wallace at 8,000. And then you get a little bit uh, towards the cheaper drivers. Ryan Priest at 7,100. He is the fifth highest odds. And then the cheapest driver in this lineup was Chase Briscoe, 6,900. But I also want to, again, as we talk about that there was no real ace in this lineup, if you really like to go with that strategy, which we obviously both recommend, I think there's one easy way to to change this lineup for you in the sense that, you know, you've got the the big three of this one. You've got Harvick, Kislowski, and Magano. They're all between 8,600 and 9,600 in terms of their budget. But if you want two guys that are going to go out there, probably finish first and second and lead the most laps, I think you look at Christopher Bell, who is the most expensive driver, 11200 and Martin Truex Jr., valued at 11000 Obviously, that gives you almost nothing to work with with the rest of your lineup, but if you use those two drivers, you can still fit in four of the guys we've discussed, and that includes Bubba Wallace at 8000 Ryan Priest at 7100 and then Chase Briscoe, 6900 And if you're feeling it, Ryan Newman at 5200 is just such a good value. I think those are two very good variations of a, a lineup that, as you've mentioned, Cole, Ryan Priest is a pretty solid lock. And I think there's a few different ways you can go. I kind of like the more consistent approach of having your big three, Harvick, Logano, and Brad, as opposed to the two aces, kind of a feast or famine type of deal with Truex, uh, Truex and Seabell. And then you're, you're rounding it out with a guy like Ryan Newman at the back end. So a couple ways you could take it. I'm a bigger fan of the big three approach, though. Yeah, this was a very difficult week to to build a lineup only because JGR is so heavily favored and the top three most expensive drivers are from that stable. So we did this by making three different lineups. Um, we did one building around Bell, one building around Truex, and the one we ended up going with was the one we built around Ryan Priest and then went in accordance with the average remaining salary per player. And I think we're putting a lot of stock into Ford, obviously, five of six drivers in this one. Bubba is our only Toyota. Again, started fourth, finished third here last year. And um, I think both Briscoe and Priest have been pretty bad in 2023. But short tracks, they've been very, very good at. Uh, super consistent. And I see it as a place where both can make up a ton of ground and score top tens. Uh, again, Brad Kozlowski has led at all four short tracks this year. And so adding a four-race top ten streak at Loudoun, uh, even with how off that team was last year. Uh, but also, Kevin Harvick, we mentioned him as being our ace, quote-unquote, in the hole. Um, I see him as a legitimate sleeper for the win, and I'll go as far as saying if it's not going to be a Gibbs Toyota, I think that he will be the winner in this race. Um, and then finally, Joey Logano, five top tens in the last six races at Loudoun, 25 laps led last year, and he's looked much, much better as of late. Um, yeah, again, I, I just think it's a very consistent lineup, and uh, I'm pretty pleased with how it came out. But if you wanted to go with the, uh, you know, the Bell or Truex as your ace, you're looking at putting your faith in someone like Ryan Newman, Justin Haley, Corey LaJoy, and, you know, kind of depending on them not to stink up your lineup. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty content with this one. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm, I'm not maybe as confident as other weeks, but I, I feel really good about it. I don't think that should deter my confidence in this lineup. So 
Feeling good about that, but let's dig into it and start dropping the jack here. Let's get our race winner picks. And beginning by telling you that last week I picked first. I picked Chase Elliott, who had a solid day, obviously, at Atlanta. Um, so you get to pick first this week, Cole. So I have a feeling I know which direction you're going to take this, but why don't you just take it away? Yeah, this is a, a very easy one. I think Christopher Bell is the uh, the odds-on favorite for me. He's the co-favorite with Martin Truex Jr., but uh, I, I think he's just way too good at this track. And the fact that he only has one win this year, uh, and he is a, a favorite, speaks volumes about how good he is at New Hampshire. Again, he could easily have two straight wins here. And I think, to, to put it simply, in my opinion, he is the best driver on short tracks with this next-gen car, factoring in last year and this year. So uh, he's my favorite for the win by far. Yeah, definitely a big fan of that pick. Obviously, uh, co-favorites with Truex. It's hard to not see one of those two come away with the checkered flag. And you mentioned he's the best driver at short tracks. And I want to also just touch on the fact that there was a point earlier this year, early in the season, where we kind of looked at Seabell as a co-favorite for the championship with William Byron, the way they were looking early in the season. And it's a little bit of an upset that he only has one win this year. So I think it's definitely a good week to, to see that team back in victory lane. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the other co-favorite, Martin Truex Jr. I think he, he's going to take it away this week. There's a lot of different ways I kind of felt like taking this. You know, I'm a big fan of Kevin Harvick this week. I really like Joey Logano, but I, it's just I got to pick a Gibbs Toyota. I just think that they're so strong here. Um, and I see Truex in victory lane by the time it's all said and done. So... I'm going to have first pick at a sleeper, and I'm going to take the little hanging fruit. You have sold me 1,000% on Ryan Priest. Just such a great, great track uh, track record at this track, pun intended. And a uh, big fan of his this week. I, I think it's going to be a, a very solid week for Ryan Priest, who's my sleeper. Perfect, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go with the other SHR Ford I mentioned in the value picks category. I like Chase Briscoe a lot this week. Um, I think in all three of the lineups that we made and toyed around with, he was in all three of them. I think he's someone that a lot of people aren't talking about just because this season's been so abysmal for him. But I mentioned it. He's got four top tens. Half of those have come on short tracks. His only career win in the Cup Series has come at Phoenix, which is a track very similar to New Hampshire. And um, I just think he's going to surprise a lot of people this weekend and walk away with a top 10 day. Very solid stuff. I'm excited to see how it plays out, especially uh, considering our run of success this season and uh, past couple of weeks specifically. Excited to see how these picks pan out, and uh, you can follow along with us, too, on social media at the underscore money stop. If you have been following along all season, you've probably made some pretty good coin this year, so uh, we hope to continue spreading the love with you. But thank you all so much for tuning in. We're going to drop the jack on your most important NASCAR betting stop of the day, the money stop, with the Cusimano brothers. He's Cole. I'm Steven. And again, once again, at the underscore money stop on social media. Very important stuff happening on all accounts. You can get the abbreviated forms of some of this advice uh, and some visuals of it as well. So we'll see you at the magic mile and hopefully good things to come. But we hope you're making some uh, some pretty good money and we will drop the jack and we will talk to you next week.